What is going on, good people? You are tuned into the Quality Goods Podcast, where we host discussions with artists, entrepreneurs, and doers from all walks of life. I am Chris Beatty. And I'm Anson J. And today, we uh, are lucky to be in the residence of our return guests. We got Re- East Bay real estate tycoon, Mr. Anthony Renowitzki. What's going on, my dude? Pretty good. Thank you for having me over. Uh, feels good to do this again and and not be on a Zoom call. So definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those mandates are lifted. We don't have to be be scared of getting sick anymore. <laughs> Apparently, no masks, no yeah. masks. Let's keep but, it that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man. Um, you know, the last time we we spoke, it was what like April of 2020. So it was pretty uh, early. Or no, August, August of 2020. So 2020. Yeah, it was, that was kind of like a mid COVID. Like that was when things were kind of at their worst, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, and things of, uh, I don't know, last year kind of just flew by. It seems like a lot happened, (laughs) but also I'm like, damn. All right, 2021. (laughs) And not only that, but the real estate market is in a totally different place than it was almost two years ago. Pretty crazy thinking because it felt like it was yesterday. How many podcasts have you guys done since? Because I, I feel like. Let's see. You were 69. We're now at 110. Been at it. Yeah. Been around, but yeah, no longer on the zoom. Now we're out. Uh, feels good. feels good to be, uh, you know, in person and I mean, we're, we're in my house. So yeah. yeah. And the comfort. Even better. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's been uh, it's been a blessing to have a mobile setup like this. You know, we've been taking our podcast to the people. It's nice to get out of the house. You know, I don't I don't like sitting on Zoom and doing podcasts with people. I like to be in the yeah. same space when uh, when it's appropriate. You know, I do miss the studio, but this this yeah, is cool. It's working too. out. Yeah. Got to troubleshoot every once in a while, but we get through and, you know, yeah, trouble, troubleshooting going. is the name of the game when it comes <laughs> to this shit. So. And how the last couple of years were for everybody anyway, just yeah. trying to make Troubleshooting it work. Life. Yeah. Troubleshooting life. But even when we had you on last time, like it was already kind of booming because of like work from home became so much bigger and relocating and like how has like the customers changed a bit or like what they're looking for now since then or? It's, it's been a big difference. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I didn't expect it to go so crazy as far as prices and, um, you know, a lot of people moving out, out of the area. I mean, you got a lot of smaller cities that have bigger houses and more affordable. And a lot of people did go that way just to get more space. Yeah. I mean, when you're not tethered to a workplace anymore, you don't necessarily have to be by your office. And I think we've seen now that we can all comfortably work from home. I mean, obviously not selling houses, but shit, even now you can sell houses online you know people are buying homes sight unseen or or not you know seeing it online not actually setting foot on the property and they're buying them like cash yeah and good point you're you're giving because that is true i mean like i'd say a good majority of these people are mainly looking at the location which has always been huge location and with technology nowadays it has grown a lot more because of the covid because of the work home um but also it's making it more efficient for the consumer to actually start shopping for houses with uh, all the videos and and the walkthroughs the 3d walkthroughs they're they're doing for these people um also the technology has gotten a lot better so yeah, kind of had to when you couldn't do, when you had to do contact list, what else can you do, but start utilizing FaceTimes or Zooms, you know, and uh, I think also a good point too is like, now that you don't, maybe you don't have to work uh, in the office, if it is work from home, they need a bigger space. So whatever space they're in, that's why they're updating their housing, right? So yeah, exactly. A lot of people are looking for bigger space. Home office is a big plus now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. In a whole nother room just for that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was a big pull or a big draw for me when I moved into my new apartment. Well, not new anymore. I've been there like a year, but when I did move, like having the space to be comfortable at home, like I, like, you know, I'm one person, like I, you know, under other circumstances, a studio might suffice for me, like a, like a sizable studio. But when I have to spend all my time there, when I'm working there, I need some separation between my work 
and my uh you know place to rest and cook and all that yeah everybody everybody realized that yeah what a difference a couple extra doors and walls make man like just to separate from yeah my mindset of like i'm working from home and this is my my chill area it was just all combined for so long like even i had to move i've tried to do the studio when uh chris and i uh, moved to different places and I'm like, no, this can't happen. Like for a year, I'm like, I already instantly when I moved, I'm like, this isn't going to work. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, I had to move on. So yeah, yeah space. We need that space. Sure. I mean, so the, the market, you know, back when we last spoke, I mean, it, we live in the Bay area. It's always, it's always high, but what are some of the other factors that are causing such an inflation in the, the price of homes around here? You know, it's, Everybody has their own preference. Everybody has their own, you know, theory. But um, what it has, what I've seen it is a lot of the money has been getting pumped into the U.S. economy. You know, you know, with, you know. So foreign buyers? Not not a lot of, I mean, yeah, foreign buyers have always been a thing. But the way that the government printed a bunch of money when COVID hit, you know, they, yeah. they, they, trying to take care of yeah. yeah, stimmies. I mean, so yeah. Stimmies. All the stimulus. That, mm-hmm. That's the word that, that I complete, like my, my brain just went empty, yeah. but the stimulus with a lot of these businesses, they all, a lot of these businesses got bailed out. A lot of, uh, you know, companies did get, you know, some funds personally. I did get some funds for my own business when the COVID hit yeah. and, uh, I thought I needed it. And I mean, I did need it at the time because when COVID first hit, everything just dropped. And I mean, it felt like someone just turned the switch off and it, it, it was a pause in the market for a few months. Yeah, nobody yeah. nobody wanted to go out in public and see houses, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it definitely a lot of, it, a lot slowed down, a lot of buyer, a lot of sellers um, said, hey, you know, this place, they, this is gonna drop. Yeah. You know, the market has already been at an incline for the past what since two thousand, since two thousand nine. Yeah, since two thousand nine. Yeah. Is, yeah, I mean when, when we hit the rock bottom, in my opinion, from about two thousand eleven, but since about two thousand nineteen, two thousand twenty, when COVID started hitting, that's a big gap. And, I mean, me at the beginning, I believed it, but then the the government jumped in and started just giving everybody stimulus, and they're pumping out trillions of dollars. They reduced the interest rate to zero. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Trying to make all yeah. these things, yeah, for yeah. giving a bunch yeah. of different, yeah. Yeah, and then inventory around here is already low. Inventory was already low to begin with historically, um, but a lot of people, you know, they probably are in a situation where they couldn't move yeah. or they're in a situation where the interest rate got so good they could just refinance. It, let's say you you owe 700000 on a million dollar house and you refinance that $700,000 loan from 5% to 3.3%. I mean, there's a lot of people that got under under 3%. So a $700,000 mortgage from 5% to 3% dropped people's mortgage like $600 a month. That's huge. Yeah. So, I mean, so that entices people to stay in their houses and entices a lot of people to say, Hey, you know, even though the price is higher than what I expected to pay, I'm paying a way lower interest, um, a low interest rate, and I'm locked in for 30 years, and um, at the end of the day, I'm paying less money per month. Yeah, why not? Um, yeah, like why? Like I don't have any incentive to leave. Then yeah. like I'm, what? you know, building my equity. You know. Um. Yeah. You're already established there. If that's yeah, yeah. there you've been here for yeah, a while. Moving's not an easy yeah, thing to do yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I even before like uh, this year, I hit my twelfth year in being in the real estate business. Um, so how I saw it, it was a formula, like they were just feeding the the, the housing market was already like on fire to begin with, and when COVID hit, they had to relieve all these you know businesses, the stimulus, the interest rate. Um, I just saw it as like, whoa, like this is the, this is a formula to create a massive push as far as housing prices, what they're going to go. I mean, a lot of people were fearful that the market was going to tank, but how I saw is they're printing all this money. This money is going to go a huge proportion of money is going to go to housing. Sure. 
especially think like you know a lot of people's mindsets just change as well as like family became a bigger thing and then you know you then you start thinking about like well i need a house for my family if you know like i want to be ready to buckle down again if something like a lockdown happens like yeah for sure yeah that's that's a huge thing because a lot of people they started spending more time with their kids yeah you realize and their wife and you know their dog or Mm -hmm. you know whatever but everybody has different reasons it's true and then like people that started getting pets during that time now like well now i need a yard for this you know whatever it is well it's funny because they always talk about this mass exodus from Cali. It ain't, there's hella people here. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Nowhere, so, exactly. Man. Like, even yeah. if there is, there's plenty of people coming in still. So. I mean, there, there's, everybody has their own story. Yeah. Sure. Um, you know, yeah, there's a lot of people leaving California, but I think those are the people that already uh, made up their mind. You know, they don't like, you know, either, you know, the, the politics or whatever. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. they can't Pricing, afford it. Yeah, yeah exactly. maybe they can't afford it and they're frustrated about it. But there's always going to be people moving into California. Oh, yeah. yeah, California's exactly. got so many draws, you know, just the weather, the diversity, the resources, the geography. Yeah, there's so yeah. many good things. But yes, it is expensive to live there. But yeah, that's kind of why yeah, it is. Though, like, because, you know, you should know that yeah. ahead of time. If you don't know that by now, then <laughs> you must be living under a rock. Yeah, like all you that are, you know, now experiencing some of our uh the gas prices that we've lived with for a while like now you kind of know that's just one facet of it but yeah it's just it's what comes to living out here yeah but what can the you know a home buyer right now do to stay competitive in this market what can they do like all every house probably gets you know a handful or more offers like what can someone do to try to compete uh it's tough i mean it really is tough um either I'd say if you could buy something, buy whatever you can. Just the fact that you could still get an interest rate under 4% right now. I mean, it's probably at 3.5, 3.75, bouncing around right there. Uh, but they said it's gonna, they're going to start bumping it up. But with the economic things going on around the world, I don't think they're in a position to actually bump up the interest rate much. Maybe yeah. around 4% to purchase a house. Uh, but to answer your question... Um, just be savvy, know the market. I mean, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even concentrate on relying on your realtor, you know, be, you know, of course, get with a good realtor and someone that knows, um, the marketplace and, and the neighborhoods that you're going to purchase in, uh, cause they will be, uh, you know, just a fortune of knowledge for you at the end of the day. Um, but get with someone experienced, you know, there, there's a lot of people that, you know, they, they use someone they're comfortable with, but is that the right person that's going to help them? That's really involved in the marketplace or, or knows or has contacts. Cause there's multiple times where, um, you have contacts in, in, in your business. And we're talking about real estate. Why not get with someone that knows all the realtors that knows, you know, all the investors that's involved in, in, you know, just involved in that city, town, neighborhood and get with the best person because they're going to be the ones that are going to know the deals even way before they get on the market. Yeah, because they're in that neighborhood. They live there or are always in there. So they kind of, yeah. I mean, you, you touched on that on the last podcast too, just having that network. And if you know someone's going to a certain area, you'll make sure they link up with someone that, you know, in your trusted, you know, group of people. And it's, I think that's huge to hear. It's like, obviously, you know, it's your job and you're here to make money too. But you're like, I want to also set you up to feel comfortable. I mean, you know, buying a house ain't no small thing. So yeah, that, that's another thing is, um, you know, buying a house, it, it's cool. Uh, you got to look at your position and see if it makes sense. Um, you know, I don't know. You got to look at your position. You know, if you have kids, if you're single or, or you know, your your specific situation on you or, you know, your lady or your husband. Um, you know, you got to make sure like if if you could if you could buy like a multi-unit, that's that's my first purchases myself where I bought two fourplexes before I even bought my own house mm-hmm. and I was renting. But the fourplexes, in my opinion, were the smartest move I could buy before anything because um, I was able to lock in lower interest, fixed for 30 years, and you got four units that are paying your mortgage. Like the, those fourplexes, that, those assets, assets, 
even if I sell them, I'm going to exchange and buy better assets. They're going to make me a better return on my money. But just the fact that I bought those, like they, they've been paying my mortgage plus double over the time I've owned them. And, um, you know, I, it is a little bit of maintenance when you're helping, you know, people. Yeah, multiple. And when you're a landlord, yeah. essentially. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of learning at the beginning. Um, but if you get past that and, and you understand what you're getting into, then it would resort to passive income. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of upfront work, but once you get through it, it, you know, it's, you, you can pay like a management company to take over for you and then it becomes that passive income. What were some of the, uh, the main hurdles that you encountered in the process of, you know, buying these fourplexes and renovating them? Like you said this is like, this is like 10 years or 12 years ago is when you probably would have grabbed those ones, the fourplexes. Or? I wish I could have grabbed the 10 years, 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, okay. But no, no, the, my first fourplex was in Oakland and it was 2018. Uh, it was a complete fixer. Like uh, we remodeled three out of the four units so far. And um, we added an ADU on the, on the same one. So um, the biggest hurdle was, you know, finding the deal. That's it. It was finding the deal, being patient and finding the deal. That's, that's what I tell all my clients is, you know, the, the people that rush into deals, they're the ones that, that call me with surprises down the road because they didn't really fully inspect or do the due diligence on the neighborhood or, or, you know, <laughs> or like commute. project how things are going to yeah turn out yeah. for that neighborhood or whatever. The noise yeah. of like, there's a school nearby the noise or the traffic, um, do your research. Um, so that, that, but that goes back to like you said, is making sure you are working with someone who is familiar with that area and can kind of give you those tips that you might not be thinking about, yeah, especially if that person's already time. very familiar yeah. with those issues and they can tell you that without even it would help. You know, doing it would, them. It would help, but I wouldn't rely on just, just a realtor. Make sure you do your own yeah. research yeah. Like, as much as you can. Like yeah, I the tools are at our disposal now, you know, like real estate, like there's tons of apps and websites that uh, you can do your due diligence with these days. Yeah. I mean, you review neighborhoods online, you know what I mean? They could tell you how, yeah, yeah. the neighborhood yeah, scores Hop are. on Google yeah, maps, exactly. go, yeah. go walk around the neighborhood virtually, go, drive by for crying out loud yeah, go go drive sure. in the neighborhood if you you know you happen to be in the vicinity and can do that yeah for sure oh. uh, so with those those uh fourplexes are you exercising the uh the burr method for that yeah the burr, yeah. The burr method so yeah i was gonna save this for later <laughs> but we can dive in right now uh, yeah so i mean the Burr method is it's like buy, you know, for, for a deal, right? Yeah, like so. try to get the best deal, renovate. Yeah. So the, then, the Burr method, a lot, a lot yeah. of investors use it and, um, it does get me excited hearing about the Burr method <laughs> because it taking a property that nobody wants and nobody saw the value in it and then fixing it up and turn it around and making that look like the best property in the neighborhood. Oh yeah, here, before before we go any further, for the, for those who are listening and don't know what the fuck burr means, is buy, renovate, refinance. No, rent. Oh, rent and then refinance? Yeah, so yeah, buy, uh. renovate, rent. And the goal is to, you know, get the, get the rents up because if you're gonna renovate it, get the rents up. And then refinance, yeah. and the goal is to buy them under market, fix them, fix up, them up, rent them, yeah. and then refinance. And then once you refinance, hopefully you've added enough value to where the property's worth more and you can- Yeah, get you know, your money back. Yeah. And, and fortunately, uh, these properties um, that I purchased, uh, you know, it went well. We were able to uh, get them fixed up. We were able to get the rents um, on a higher than, than what we got initially, but the, and, and then, and then the biggest thing is the market has appreciated so much that when I refinanced it, I got a new loan out and I got all my money back on both of these ones. So virtually, um, I, I was able to buy these properties with no money at the end of the day out of my pocket. Yeah. So you, awesome. you broke even and then actually made a profit. Make a profit uh, yeah. every month and they're going to keep appreciating.
I don't think you could say it's like easy to get started in that method. Like it definitely takes a lot of research and uh, you got to make sure you're ready to take on, uh, you know, everything that comes with that. But I know that a lot of people are, because a lot of people are trying to do that. They see others doing it and they think that like, oh, I can do it too. But what are some things that you really need to think about before you try to dive into the world of burr? Personally, if you know me, I don't do much thinking. <laughs> um, I really don't. I mean, if you're gonna overthink it, then then, then you're just gonna you're just gonna sit there and not do it. Just like the fact, like I don't think you're ever gonna be ready to get started on your first project. Sure. It, it's always yeah. good to to look at other people that do it. Like I mean, I, I look online and and you know um, search you know other people that are doing it around the whole country. Yeah. And thankfully, I was able to have a few mentors here in the Bay Area that have done it before and, and guided me through the process. But every but property is different. Be ready. Yeah, and every just, property has its own set of unique yeah, challenges. Exactly. Just like having a kid, you're never going to be ready to have your first kid. But, no matter, I mean, no matter how much you read about it, no matter how much yeah you've been yeah. around other kids, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, your kid is going to be its own thing. Yeah, exactly. And and it's all they're all different. I mean, and congrats about your child that's on the way. Oh by yeah, the way. thank yeah, you. Nice. Appreciate nice. it. Yeah, life's moving thousand miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I mean, yeah, again, you're never going to be ready. I'd say just you're ready when you could financially do it, and you have time set aside to do it if you're going to manage it on your own. And that's where I've had a good success in it is because I've always been in the business of real estate and I've helped clients buy multiple um, investment properties. And those are the same clients that, you know, I reach back out and ask them a hundred questions. You know, I've helped them, you know, I spent months helping these people find properties and, you know, they love me. And I, I mean, I love them back and I've met a ton of people um, being a realtor, um, but it came to a transition was like, Hey, you know, if they could do it, these people aren't even, you know, they, they don't have as much time as I have. Yeah. Um, and, um, they don't have the experience I've had from the beginning to now. So, I mean, these people were less educated than me doing it. And I was like, Hey, I need to do this. Yeah. So- yeah. You're already helping them do it. Right. Like mine as well. Yeah. I think that's important too, is that you mentioned from the pretty much every step is like, do your research, but that doesn't mean you can't be making moves. Just you're always going to be researching and like taking that info. And like, I'm sure those first four plexes now, all that information, when you get your next property, like, you know, went into that and like how you're, what you're going to approach in maybe another city or, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff online about like, Oh, you don't need money to, uh, you know, get started. You can raise money and all the you get private money. But what does that really mean? Like how can somebody, attempt to get into real estate investing with little to no money. You really could, you really could get into it with no money and do well, but a lot of people can't get their, their mind around buying a million dollar property with using someone's money. And it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. There's risk involved for sure. I mean, there, there is risk. I mean, but at the end of the day, I've personally bought, all my properties with no money out of pocket. I've never used none of my money. I've always borrowed money and we're in the Bay area. That's the thing. Um, we're, we're in a market We're we're in a met one of the most, um, you know, high income earner marketplaces in the entire world. We're we're near Silicon Valley. We're in the Bay area. We're in California. Money just flows in this place. (laughs) So you got people, that have millions and millions of dollars that are just sitting there in their bank account and it's it's appreciating at 0.02 percent yeah they're like and that's what they're getting from the bank Mm -hmm. um meanwhile inflation last month they they said it was at 7.8 or 7.9 percent so the if you're if you if you understand the way economics works you're going to be losing money and I mean, a lot of these people that have um, big bank accounts, um, they have all these, uh, you know, inheritance. They have, you know, they probably did well in the stocks, but they're they're sitting on this boatload of cash, and they love to to find someone 
is that, willing to take a chunk of it and multiply it. Willing to take a chunk of it, and most most of these clients um, that have been loaning money, the money are old time real estate investors, and they so get they, it. Yeah, they, so they get know it. what you're yeah. doing. When they come to you, they know what yeah what's a possible out- outcome either way, right? Well, I mean, they, they're evaluating the deal just as much as I am because most of the time yeah. they're lending a million dollars on a transaction, and then you're just doing the you know the. The hard work you're you're doing leg work you're finding the deal get like getting people to renovate it and they're just letting you use their money to facilitate the operation Pretty much. i mean in they get a they get a return on their interest mm-hmm. um you know five six percent on their interest is is what we've been uh getting recently um but to someone that has like a million dollars in their bank account and is sitting there and you get and you loan me a million dollars and is gaining five six percent interest and you know it's going to gain it by looking at the deals that we're finding they'll do it all day long i mean they secure their money on the property so if anything happens yeah already, they have a property yeah they, they have a property yeah, that that's already uh purchased below market value in an increasing market and then by the time i get it uh, within 30, 90 days, my guys already finished and the place is ready on the market and, and we're selling it for, you know, a few hundred grand more. So yeah, you're not paying a whole lot of interest because it's, you know, you're holding onto that money for such a short term that you're not eating, you know, interest over, you know, six months or something. It's, you know, like you said, 30 to 90 days tops or maybe not tops may, might exceed that once in a while, but now, if you have a good team working for you, then and I'm, I know you do now, uh, you know, builders that you trust and junk haulers, then, you know, you can get the work done. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always been, it, it's, it's about building resources and uh, just sharpening your craft, whatever it is. I mean, I'm in real estate, um, you know, I've transitioned to flipping houses and, and buying rentals, but um, it was, I kind of, you know, it was, it was just working towards it, which I didn't know I was working towards it. It kind of just fell in it and it really did work out. Yeah. You just hear more and more about it. Like you said, the more people you work with, you just soak up all that game and like, all right, how am I going to use that now for whatever I'm, yeah. Right. Well, that's a a good transition right now. You know, Burr is one thing, income properties and, you know, real estate investing is one thing, but then flipping houses is, uh, you know, kind of, there's a lot of the same movements but it's a different uh, transaction right right i mean flipping houses is cool but i mean again we're in california um you know that you we get a a, a high well you already got 35 percent sales tax and then and then you get uh um uh what's it 35 what 30 percent um uh, what's the income tax? Yeah, income tax, and then you got a state tax because we're in California, extra fifteen yeah. percent, and then so yeah, taking yeah. all our money. All so yeah, stuff, I yeah. mean, like you know, every ten dollars that I bring in, uh, five dollars gets you know pulled away. Yeah, yeah. So that you know, it, it definitely is it hurts. It yeah. does hurt looking at you know. You know, sometimes like recently we bought a house for eight hundred thousand and sold it for one point six in three months. Um, is that but, the uh, the Newark property or is that Fremont? Yeah, it was in Newark. Newark. It was in Newark. Uh, we did pretty good on that one, uh, and we did good on a, on a handful of them in the past year. Probably like seven or eight of them we did in the past year, and every one of them you know netted you know one hundred and fifty plus on each deal. Which I mean, the investors are just blown away. I mean, because you're flipping them in what three months three average? Months, yeah, three months. Nice. I mean, we're not. Yeah, we're buying them, fixing them up, and getting them closed within ninety days. Wow, that's awesome. So I mean, it, it. I mean, we we blow through them, but I mean, it, it really comes down to finding the right deal that makes sense for your formula. Yeah. Um, looking back, I probably should have um, did bigger projects. Mm. Um, you know, maybe additions or, you know, but who would have known? I didn't know the market would just keep continuing to yeah. go up for so long. Yeah. With so much uncertainty, quicking, quickly doing stuff, uh, kind of works out. You're like, all right, I got my money back and we'll see where's the market at now in this next three months or whatever. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So with flipping, you know, you're taking a house that's under market value and you're injecting more value into it by renovating it a little bit, adding, you know, maybe 
adding some cool new features. Uh, Do you think that, do you find that to be more rewarding or uh, a better opportunity than finding a seller and listing a property that's ready to move in? Oh yeah. I find it so rewarding. So there's, there's a lot of things that I love about, um, flipping houses. Um, you know, I find like the worst of the worst you could ever think about. <laughs> and, and I mean, you guys, you guys seen what I posted on my Instagram, but like literally the worst of the worst ever. And, and we're actually sitting in, in one of the worst houses yeah, that, uh, yeah. that, that I bought and, it turned into a primary, but usually the houses I buy are, uh, abandoned houses, um, hoarder houses, uh, you know, houses that have fire damage, houses that have foundation damages, um, you know, just everything, you name it, the roof is falling down. Uh, we bought one where the chimney was, was fell, fell over and there's a big hole in the house. Um, but it, it's, it's the thrill of actually finding the deal to begin with and knowing like, you know, you know, I bought this house for $800,000, um, a few months ago. And the moment I got under contract, I already knew I was going to make $500,000 on the deal because I looked at the comps and I looked at, uh, I looked at the purchase price. I looked at the comps and I looked at what's going to take me to fix it. So I could, I could sell it and make it look better than most of the houses that I recently sold. Yeah, and like the, I'm sure the neighborhood is a good indicator of what the you know potential of the the home is. Right, right. I mean, it it comes down to doing your research and and really knowing the marketplace too. Um, yeah, like having that vision to take the risk. Like obviously, yeah. not everyone's taking a risk on some of these yeah, properties. You know, like, it's, yeah. it's all about those three L's. You know, location, location, location. Location, knowing your marketplace. Knowing what it's going to cost to fix it, having the right crew of people that you could trust to take it from the beginning to end. Yeah, that know that are on the same wavelength with you. Like they see what you see, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, my guys, my guys, I started with them on smaller projects and every project's getting bigger and bigger. But I, I'm starting to trust them more to take on bigger projects. So... Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a win-win. I mean, I, uh, you know, these guys are making a ton of money. The, the guys that helped me renovate my houses, they're making a ton of money. I pay them good money. Yeah, you got to build that trust. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's part of your team. Yeah. If you yeah. want to be able to just keep, yeah, getting bigger yeah. and bigger, and, you and, can't yeah. and keep then, using new you people. You bring them along for every job. So, you <laughs> yeah. know, you build up trust and loyalty and then you know the quality that they're bringing to you. And I'm sure the communication is better now. We're like, you don't have to go through the same steps every property. You know, like you're at a better starting point, you know, because you've already done all that before. So Exactly. You know, that's right. Because on these flips, we're using like, for the most part, we're using the same floor and the same paint colors, um, you know, the yeah. same landscape. I mean, it's Yeah, they're different neighbors who's going to know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, pretty true. Yeah. And, and it's come to a point where, I know what the, what the buyers are paying top dollar for. Yeah, and like you focus on changing that thing that you know everyone. Okay. Yeah, so we're, yeah, we're making it nicer than most houses that come up on the market. Yeah, so I, I've seen your flip in Newark, and I see I saw one of your older ones in San Leandro, but I, I would love to talk about the one that we're sitting in right now because I know you documented some of the process, and if people you know get, check out your social feed, they can go back and look at some of that, but. What was the condition of this house when you found, how did you find it in the first place? You know, my parents live right up the hill from here, but how did you uh, become aware of this property? Um, it, it comes down to knowing a lot of people in your marketplace and, and being that buyer. Um, I've made the reputation of buying the worst houses <laughs> in the area. Yeah. So, and this, this one wasn't for sale, right? No, Either. most of the houses yeah. we buy, I mean, I've, I bought several that are on the market, but most houses that we buy are off market, direct to seller, or they're referral from another agent, or they're referral from a wholesaler. But in this situation, something like this, people are really embarrassed. And they and don't even want to they put don't want it on it the market. market. Or they're just completely overwhelmed on getting the place prepared. Yeah, like for who the, the fuck's gonna want yeah. this in this condition? Yeah, they don't see what you see at the end of it. Well, yeah, yeah. and and then back to this one. This one was 
it was all it was it was all bad. It was a complete hoarder house. Um, the first day I went to go, when I saw the numbers on it, I was like, no freaking way. Yeah, because it's how big is the piece of land here? It's almost an acre, and, and we're wow. in the Bay Area. To yeah, find something that's on, huge. on an acre in the Bay Area, you, you can't find it. Uh, I'm sure you could, but I don't. It's not, yeah, it it's not going to yeah, cost a, what this one did. Yeah. Like it's going to be a lot, or it's just going to be a vacant lot. You know. Yeah, so um, this one, believe it or not, just to remove the trash, like the the first time I I moved here or the first time I looked at it, there were huts everywhere. Like the lady was, she was a sweet lady that owned it, um, but she was too nice and she let a bunch of homeless people live. Yeah, yeah, because for those who aren't aware, I'm, I don't want to like give away like exactly where you are, but there is a creek that runs through here that is kind of like notorious for homeless. So they just kind of found their way up the Creek and to this property somehow. I don't, I don't know the rest yeah, of the story. So it's been going on here for like 30 years. Um, this lady has let homeless people after homeless people live here and they all loved her. I mean, none of these people feel threatening at all. They were all nice people. When I walked it, there was a couple that were still here and they're in the process of moving. Um, but I mean, they all respected her because she took these people in, you know, people, you know, the, all these for, less fortunate people, she took them in, but it got to a point where they were taking advantage of her yeah. and she had to move out herself. Uh, yeah. Cause she probably didn't feel safe anymore. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, but believe it or not, um, once we got the property, um, it, to remove all the trash because that was the deal I made with her. I said, look, I'll buy it as is. I'll buy cash, no inspections, no appraisal, nothing. Um, but I'll buy it as is and you could take anything you want, but what else, anything else you don't want? And she was moving out of state. She moved to Pennsylvania. Uh, but it, um, I said, look, leave whatever you want or take whatever you want and then whatever you don't want, just leave it and I'm going to remodel the whole house. I'm going to gut everything. Um, so I'm going to have my dumpsters here. I'm going to have my guys here working and taking a bunch of stuff to the dump and recycle a bunch of stuff. But leave whatever you want, and I'll make sure to to get it rid of. And, and that was big for her because she couldn't get past the fear of, I need to clean all this up before I sell it. Yeah. So that was huge for her. So it was a win-win for for her and one one for me and believe it or not i spent fifty thousand dollars just to clean up all the trash Ooh. wow wow um, yeah you said 30 plus years of people that were you know 30 plus here, years so, yeah. yeah i mean this place turned into um i hate to say it, but it, it looked like a dump yeah. when i yeah. bought it like a literal dump where people come and leave their stuff that they don't want yeah i mean i think that's important too like you said it wasn't the market or anything like that and then you I, she, after talking to the owner, like you saw what her concerns were. I'm like, I'm going to take those stress off of you and I'll deal with that. And I'm sure that's why the deal got made. Right. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, this, it's a very cool property. It's unique, uh, very unique location wise. Um, but you're on a Creek. Yeah, That's awesome. You got, yeah. I, you know, I don't know what it looked yeah. like before. Cause it looks amazing <laughs> right now. Yeah. So yeah, you can, you can go on my Instagram yeah, we'll have and, to, I'll have and to look at that. Yeah. See a bunch of photos and, and on my Instagram highlights, you could, it says hoarder house. Mm -hmm. So you can see it from the beginning to almost what it looks like now. I'm not finished. Yeah. Um, the, the, the house is done and, um, we we're able to build an ADU next door, which costs, uh, a lot with all, you know, the, with all the plumbing yeah. and, um, that's another thing is the supply uh, chain yeah. uh, issues yeah. that, yeah. you know, it took a long time to get the material and, everything went up like 10, 12%. So, but, um, the house is done and then we're going to work on the landscape and the driveway next. And now you have a lovely home to raise your first child in and you, know, you got all the space, you got lots of nature and trails and all that stuff. That's yeah, so. a cool spot. Yeah, it doesn't really, I mean, it's in the base still, but you, it's on its own little, you know, in this cutty little spot. Yeah, you can awesome. forget easily. <laughs> like if you're just like chilling out there under the trees and yeah. you got a little just, bonfire. Just away enough from that little noise out yeah. there. So. Yeah, no, it, it's pretty, pretty nice. I mean, we're like, what, three minute drive to the freeway, which mm -hmm. is, I mean, you can't beat it. Yeah. 
to find the, the space. Like I, like I was looking at, I wanted something like this and I was looking at a place in Crow Canyon, but just from here in Crow Canyon's like, you know, in like deep Castro Valley, like almost San yeah, Ramon. Yeah, border, yeah. So that place went, uh, it was like 20 minutes just to get from the freeway to the house. Yeah, that's, so. you know, that's cool if that's your thing or if you work from home or something like that. But then when you have to go anywhere, uh, you got you got a minute to drive. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I consider even when I'm renting is how close am I to the freeway? How close am I to transit? Like, I know that when I go visit my sister, uh, you know, it, it takes like 30 minutes and 10 of that, a third of it is just getting from the freeway the streets, to her house, yeah. you know? So like it would be a lot shorter drive, you know, if, but you know, when you're up in the Hills, there's not a lot of freeways that go there's into no the Hills. Zoom, yeah, there's so. no zooming through there. You gotta, yeah. Oh, but I mean, it, it's, it's been good. I mean, I never like just the fact from our last podcast that was mid 2020, to now what's like a year and a half year and a half. I mean, there's, there's been so much that has, um, been done since then. I bought 13 multi-units Wow, multi, uh, yeah, That's and, awesome. and that I'm keeping. And then I flipped seven houses and I bought this house in Castro Valley where I'm in it for 1.2, but honestly I could probably sell it for $2 million tomorrow. So, I mean, in just that short amount of time, it was just unbelievable what just happened uh, to my career. But, I mean, it, is, it was just knowing I was in the right place at the right time. Yeah, man. And you, you set yourself up for that success. You know, you put in, you paid your dues. You know, you've been in it for over a decade now. And all of that was leading up to, you know, what the market was able to provide you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, but it's about being informed about the market and then, you know, um, knowing what the heck you're doing. Yeah. Uh, and then the, not having fear about doing it. Uh, I was more, everybody thinks, was thinking I'm crazy from doing what I'm doing when I buy these horrible houses. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and from, from the beginning, um, I've had uh, friends and family which used to say, what the hell are you doing? Are you crazy for, for buying sure. that house? And then a few months later, they're, they're the ones that are like, oh my God, that's the same house. So it, it's not a, it, you know, I never had a fear about doing it. It's been so exciting about like, it's it, like times I couldn't sleep at night. That's how exciting it's yeah. been. You know, I've been hearing a lot about those kind of sentiments lately where it's like, you know, people think that you're crazy for doing something because they can't, imagine themselves doing it or accomplishing what you know you can. So that's why they tell you you're crazy or you're foolish yeah. for doing something because yeah, they, they haven't or no yeah, one has They don't yet, have the experience. But, yeah. And, but you know, as long as you're willing to do the work and you know how to get it done, then you have nothing to fear. Yeah. I mean, like you said, and when we talk is mid 2020, so that's like definitely one of the most uncertain times, but like you said, not overthinking it helped you, boom, make those, you know, transactions you did in that little, yeah. little bit of time. So, yeah. So, so throughout all those, uh, you know, properties you fixed, what was like one of the hardest things to overcome? Like what was a, a big hurdle that you ran into? Big hurdle was actually finding the deals. That's it. I mean, I, I already had the people in place. I already had the money in place to purchase them. I had, I had the contractors in place to fix them. Um, you know, it's just find the deals. That was the main, the biggest hurdle. And that's the biggest hurdle that I'm having right now. I mean, I'm an experienced and a savvy buyer and I'm having a hard time buying deals, but I mean, I look for, you know, I look for deals that I know that already have value from the beginning and being in the Bay area, I am a small fish in a, in a huge, yeah, tank. very yeah. competitive pond. Yeah. 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 Very competitive. Um, you know, I've back, back to, again, I did seven deals last year. I was just in, um, San Jose last night and I was meeting with the, uh, a Chinese brokerage and all, that's all they do. They fix up and sell houses. Um, and you know, my, my price point is like, you know, $500,000 to 1.5, 1. 1.5 million to purchase. And, you know, I look for, you know, a good 
good margin to fix these up. These people were buying $3 million <laughs> houses, putting $500,000 into them, and then selling them for like $5.5 million. Jeez. Yeah, like, well, yeah, uh, yeah. Popping them out, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and, and again, I've, I've only did like seven of them last year. They have a whole team, and they did over 100 flips. Jeez. So, I mean, again, I'm a small fish in a huge shark tank compared to what's out there. But, I mean, meeting those people like that, those are the people why I got into the business. Now you see the possibilities and what, you know, if you are to assemble a team in the future, you know that that can be your reality. It could be. Um, if you want it. If I want it. I mean, it, yeah. it'd be a more high stressful Oh, yeah, for, for sure. sure. More things moving, more people to manage, you know, more projects to manage. I don't think I would. Want I, to take that I don't that think on I would take that. I mean, but. But it's good to see that perspective of how things are out there. Like, you know. Huge perspective. And, and it, it did get me more fired up to keep keep going and keep. Yeah, keep going. doing what yeah. you know how to do yeah. and like stay in your like comfort zone for exactly. now. Exactly. I was just going to say not settling. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, but the thing is, it's, it's, it's so easy to settle right now. It really is. Cause you know, I could sit back and uh, for the most part, you know, everything's paying for itself, but I know if I settled now, um, it would be the most foolish thing to do is because I have the time. Um, but I know I have kids, uh, I have a, a little baby on the way and yeah, I know it's going to be harder. More expenses. And, yeah, exactly. And I'm going to want to be around her and, yeah. and, you know, take her to swimming and, and, you know, take yeah. her to learn how to walk yeah, a bike and yeah, yeah. catch a fish. Yeah. You know, just small things like that is where, you know, I see it going. But right now I was just, uh, telling my wife that, I have three more months until this baby's here and I need to crush it. Yeah. I need to crush it and get yeah. a ton of deals together. So when the baby comes, I'm going to be smooth cruising. Yeah, for you just, yeah exactly. Yeah. You could just, yeah. yeah. You could take the time that you want and let your properties, you know, do their thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, pivoting a little bit. Uh, I see a lot more people doing real estate related content on social media, whether it's talking about, investing or current market trends or anything like that like how like how do you feel about those kind of that kind of uh content or and do you plan to do more of that on your own i know you've kind of dabbled no i i love that i mean i i love how social media and and youtube and all these podcasts and 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 you know that's how i learned and and just the fact that I mean we're getting to age group where we're looking to buying and we're looking to investing right, yeah. I mean mid thirties like what the hell we're hell old now, <laughs> um, but um, we are getting to the age so it, it's probably a formula of you know you know that's something that intrigues you, and also you know it probably is there are a lot of people that are actually. Um, you know, making videos and, you know, how, how they get rich in real estate. Um, that's amazing. And, and that's, that's what I do, uh, every day is, I mean, even though I, I know a lot about it and I mean, I look at the, uh, the, um, you know, the people out there that are, that are actually making content about real estate I look at their deals. I'm like, bro, I would smoke you every single day of the week. <laughs> like your deals, like your profits are like 30 grand a deal. Like yeah. you know, our profits are 200,000 plus a deal. Yeah. But is um, that, is that maybe because of the market or is that just it because is the of the market? Yeah. But I'm, I mean, we're, we're doing much bigger deals. We're doing them faster and we're doing more of them. Um, but I mean, we're, we're in probably one of the best markets in the world to do it. Um, um, but I mean, back again, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not putting anybody down and, and I, I love all the content. I, I watch YouTube videos. I listen to podcasts. I mean, I, I follow a bunch of people on social media that are doing it and, and learning what they're doing and learning what they're doing. That's, that's what got me excited about being in the business. Um, so that, that's another reason why, you know, I, I had to jump on this podcast with, with you guys and just share my story because, if 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 I could do it, anybody could do it. And if I see somebody that could learn from me, from from my journey, that that's just even more rewarding than doing any deal ever. So I mean, it, it, if 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 one person actually 
could change their life by doing it just by listening to even like yeah, a little yeah, gold, little little, mm-hmm. little gold nugget that that gets dropped yeah. today that yeah, even if it's like that one person is like thinking about doing their first fourplex they're gonna zone in on that part of it a little more be like oh let me hear what this guy yeah is talking about or yeah, a horrible so. property whatever it might be so yeah man I, i've had a front row ticket to your career and watching you from the sidelines you know i I met your boss for crying out loud. I went to, I went to his house and I, and he, you know what? He told me one time, he's like, dude, Anthony is the one, like he, he listens and he's zoned in and he's going to, he has a lot of potential and he's going to do it. And that was, man, that was probably close to 10 years ago. And to see where you are now and your drive and, uh, you know, just all the properties you've flipped, that's, that's crazy. And, you know, it, it, I'm proud to ha- have, you know, got to witness this. It's inspiring. Yeah, it's cool. And, and I appreciate you for even bringing that up because um, it has been a journey. It, it's had its ups and downs. And it's not always exciting. No, it's hard yeah. work. Yeah, it's hard for work. Sure. And, and that's another thing that, you know, all these, um, these guru, real estate gurus um, are putting out there is, you know, they're putting out there like it's super easy. It's not. Yeah, they do make it sound easy. And that's kind of where I like, I'm like, man, these, these guys make it sound like everybody can do it. And I know that's not true. Okay, so let's, let's, let's jump back. Talking about, let's talk about the bad things. I mean, there, there's, there's been times where, you know, I buy, I buy properties and the tenant doesn't pay. Mm-hmm. With all these COVID laws... Yeah, I mean, uh, rent moratoriums. The yeah. rent moratorium is the rental moratorium and the eviction moratorium is still on. We've yep. been in this COVID for what yeah, two, two years, years yeah. now? Two years just, now, just yeah. past two years. Yep. So in those two years, if a tenant's not paying, you're not able to collect rent. You're not able to kick anybody out. Yep. Um, you can't put anybody in the streets. And the government took a while to jump in and help a lot of these landlords, but. I mean, can it, were, were you able to, if you own a property, were you able to float if one person wasn't paying, two people weren't paying? Yeah. So that's why it's it's a big thing of uh, buying a fourplex. It's, it's, yeah, there's risk involved. There's risk, but it, it's less risk versus buying a single family house yeah. and renting that single family house. Yeah. Because if you got one property, one roof, right? Yeah. And that one person doesn't pay. That's it. You, how the heck are you going to pay it? So the fourplex, you got one roof again, same same roof. The co- the roof is going to cost the same amount to, to replace. Yeah. The 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 property is going to cost the same amount to paint, but you got four separate units under that single roof. And if one person doesn't pay, at least yeah. you're getting income from Less the three other yeah, people. Sure. And that's what happened. I had a guy that wasn't paying that didn't pay me rent for eighteen months. I never, I didn't collect not one dollar from him, and over those eighteen months, the government still hasn't paid me a dime, um, and the government was the one that was pushing the agenda: don't pay your landlord. Covered California. I don't believe in that crap. Um, but I mean, again, you know, there are people that need the help. Yeah, for sure. They, yeah. This jerk was just taking advantage yes, of me exactly. and the situation. Yeah. What's happening because with so you could many, in yeah. California, and that, exactly. that's why a lot of people don't invest in California. Um, yeah. But he took advantage of the situation, didn't pay me rent 18 months, thrashed my place. It cost me $40,000 to Jeez. fix it. And um, fortunately, that guy's long gone. I mean, he was a criminal. I you inherited, inherited, I inherited that, yeah, yeah. that guy. I was going to gotcha. say, you pro- yeah. if you knew, I, you probably wouldn't no, have rented no, to no, that no. guy. You See, know? the thing is, when you buy these buildings, especially in California, you inherit tenants and that's 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 my strategy is uh you buy the birth property but you got to be educated on what the heck you're going to do with it um you know i met with real estate attorneys i met with eviction lawyers before i even bought my first property just to get educated on what the heck is going to go what's going to happen and you, yeah, you don't want to be having to look for that when you're dealing with the person. You need to already have a plan. Yeah. So, um, you know, if, if that guy was smart, he ended up going to jail because he was stealing cars and, you know, he had guns and he threatened me a few times, but uh, never, you know, it, it was, it was always kind of 
it made it a little bit exciting at the end. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, I got I got videos and just the fact about this guy, he was making me uncomfortable for my uh, safety. And then also for my tenant safety, I put yeah. cameras around the whole building because of this specific individual that was living in, in one of the units. And, and again, I inherited him. So I didn't pick him. He came with the property. It was poorly managed before. I took the, a poorly managed property and managed the heck out of it. And, um, and, but yeah. Unfortunately, it was just a bad apple, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and there was a lot of stuff that was going on. A lot of illegal stuff, but he's long gone. And um, now I have a, a nice, lovely, nice, respectful lovely tenant. tenant. Yeah. Yeah. That I was able to screen. I was able to check the credit. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's worked out. I mean, the tenants that we put in place and, and a lot of people don't like landlords and, and investors and I say you know what people like me are buying the worst properties fixing them up what I've done is I own 18 18 multi-units every single one of these multi-units were the worst property in the neighborhood and had the worst people that were in place and I was able to fix them up and put much better people in these properties that take care of the neighbors that walk their dogs and, yeah. and and i'm sure the people that actually own real estate are, are the ones that really appreciate me yeah. and, or people like like me that are in the business yeah i mean i i have to assume that they think that you're just some dude who's going to come in fix it up raise the rent and try to you know do all that because that's not uncommon in the yeah, bay area there's definitely people like that well, doing yeah that i mean you that. can't yeah. raise the rent right now even if i try but uh, I mean, there, there's been like four people that are paying way below market and I haven't even asked them to raise the rent. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I can't raise the rent, um, but, you well, know, I'm paying, I'm paying below market right now. I, yeah. I'm sure they're aware of it, but, but yeah. damn, I'm milking uh, you, that. You want to hear below market? <laughs> I'll tell you, I have I have uh, a five unit in Oakland and I mean, the, the, the property, the payment is thirty two hundred dollars a month. I was able to get a, a super low interest rate at how many point, units? Five units. Five units. So the payment's twenty nine hundred dollars a month. That building's bringing in eighty seven hundred dollars a month. Woo. So that's cash flow. But two of the units, well, actually four of the units are all three bedroom, one baths. Um, and I'll tell you, there's there's tenants that are protected, and even with the protected tenants, I'm making a shit ton of money. Um, one person has a three bedroom, one bath view of downtown Oakland, wow. view of San Francisco. Oh, I think I know the building that and, you're talking about. And um, they're only paying a thousand dollars a month. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that person amazing. ain't never moving. They ain't never, they're not, they're never moving. And I can't even raise the rent. Jeez. I can't even raise the rent. A thousand for a three bedroom? With a view of San Francisco. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah, where it is, but that's even I know, that's ridiculous. I know the property you're talking yeah. about. And, and on top of that, I got another person that's in another three bedroom, one bath. And, and this is a great location in Oakland. And they're paying $1,200. Well, Anthony, now is a good time that we can go into our segment that we call support quality. And we just want to ask you about something that has brought quality into your life or your business lately. It could be a person, a place, a thing, a process. But what's something that's brought quality to you? Uh, things that's brought quality to me is, you know, just having a lot of good people that surround yourself, whether it's, uh, you know, good mentors, um, good friends, um, family. I mean, th this, uh, whole pandemic has brought me closer to a, a lot of, uh, relationships that, um, you know, you know, we get so busy in our everyday lives. And again, you know, when we were, we all got locked up. I mean, we didn't get locked up. Like, you know, <laughs> go to jail. Yeah. We're but in isolation. Yeah, isolated, we're in isolation, you know. and 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 you know we couldn't really talk to our family, and and you know friends were uncomfortable and hanging out. You know, it, it was it was like, come on, what the heck? But um, it really got down to okay, well, um, you know, just being around people that you feel really good about, whether it's uh, family, friends, coworkers. And it made you really step back and think, you know, who who are the people I really want to surround myself yeah. with? So that's true. Like, who who am I thinking about or reaching out to during yeah. this time where everyone is, yeah, going through this 
massive change in life. Yeah. And when I mean, we're growing, we're transitioning, yeah. um, you know, settling down, mm-hmm. you know, getting married, have kids. I mean, it's, I mean, it, yeah. the people around lot. you are important, man. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And be surrounded by knuckleheads. Right. But no, that, it makes me happy that, you know, when I asked this question to our guests that most people do say it's you know, some people, people in some you. regard. Yeah. The people around you because that they enable us to do the things that we do. Yeah, for sure. And, and it is a balance of, you know, what really makes you happy at the end of the day? You know, just working every single uh, night and day, waking up in the morning and going to bed working, does that make you happy? Um, some people probably make some happy. Yeah, there are yeah. people out there. But yeah. you have to have a balance of what really um, you're going to go, let's say you die tomorrow. You know, are you going to be happy with your lifestyle or the people around you or what you actually accomplished? Yeah, like are the people going to celebrate you or is there going to be like two people at your funeral, yeah. you know? I mean, like, I mean, I'm sure you won't care if you're dead, but, you know, like you'd no, like to think is, that yeah. your legacy is yeah. worth something. Exactly. For yeah. sure. Your your legacy, whether it's, um, you know, you personally or, you know, you want to make your family happy or you want to be recognized yeah. for, you know, positive things or, or good things or or you want to be recognized for, you know, not accomplishing someone, something or um, overthinking things and never even doing it. Yeah. Like all the potential in the world, whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's important too. Cause I mean, like you kind of touched on a little bit is you just happen to do real estate, but you have all kind of different people in your life, you know, and I still can learn lessons from you, whether I ever just wanted to go that route or not. I still understand your mindset or just how you perceive things. And it's important to, yeah, just have those people around you that you say, okay, this is what happened during the pandemic, man. This guy got better when like everyone was confused or like, you know, not sure what they want to do. You're like, I'm just going to go forward and do it. And it worked yeah. out, you know, but it's not easy, but you just see what, you know, what people go through and it's motivating. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it comes down to being a good person too. Um, you know, you, what I realize is you give it back, you share your knowledge, you know, you, you share what you've learned to other people and it will come back in return. Um, may not may not be right away it may not be right away and and the the worst thing is to expect a return yeah that's never never expect any favor back you know you're gonna give someone your shirt off your own back and expect them to give you their shirt off your back if you really need it which um you know unfortunately theoretically you would want that exactly it's not Uh, and but you know it might you might get it back might might but don't don't have the expectation of you owe me a freaking favor because i did that favor for you yeah and um it's like i thought it was a favor like i didn't know i had to give it back i thought you were just helping me because you could yeah and i think even that goes into investing like it's not always gonna be a good investment right you don't know but you just have to trust what you're doing and trust the formula the process whatever and then, and then be helpful i mean yeah. the, the the more you help people especially if they reach out for your help is unbelievable because they would appreciate you like i i've had i've helped i've helped my brother buy his first house and i helped a bunch of my friends buy their first house and and um i helped my brother buy um apartment building as well and then uh, a few months later, he helped me find another apartment building. So it's like, yeah. you know, we both won. He yeah. got he got informed, and and we bought one together. And and uh, back to another thing is, you know, I I've helped this kid. Um, you know, his name is Julian, and he was he was 19 years old when I met him, and got him in the business. We were door knocking. He's he was sitting there asking a ton of questions, and I could see when I talked to someone if they're intrigued. But this guy kept asking questions and I saw the spark in his eye and, and he was absorbing it in like a sponge. And and just over the past year and a half, this guy has grown so much. I mean, he's he's made a ton of income. And then right now we got a three million dollar deal going together. Wow. So yeah. and and, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and and he didn't even need to bring me the deal. He's like, look, Anthony, I want to bring you this deal because you changed my life. You got me in this. Like, I don't know what the heck would happen if if I wasn't in this business and if I never met you. And and just the fact that he came back and I told him, look, you don't owe me nothing. 
But um, just the fact that you came back just made me like, whoa. Yeah, you realize like the impact you make when you, even if you don't see it as much. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think it, it's big too. You said like, you know, don't expect anything back, but also you don't know how it's going to come back to you. Like yeah, you, you never know. didn't expect that. Yeah, you it know, might not come back from him directly. Exactly. It might come back from another yeah. lane. But Yeah, and, and but just <clears throat> the fact watching him yeah. grow and, and you know, he's so young and, and, and so smart and, and he actually puts in the work is rewarding than yeah than you know yeah. than anything yeah, and like you know he's gonna do that for somebody i mean it just yeah it's like yeah why wouldn't he you know what i mean like, yeah transfer the game let's uh, keep it going and re- return the favor which is i mean it okay. it, it works yeah, pay it forward man yeah, yeah. exactly oh. well anthony if uh the people want to find find your uh you know real estate stories or even reach out for some home buying advice or you know, advice on flipping properties. How can they get in touch with you? Um, so my last, my, my name's Anthony Renowitzki. Um, it, you know, I don't, I don't think there's any other Anthony Renowitzki. So you can Google it. <laughs> probably uh, should be the first yeah, one popping up. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you guys would probably put it right there on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll absolutely. So, I mean, it's up, easy yeah. to find me if you type in my name. Um, my Instagram, I post on there pretty often. It's Anthony Renow, half of my last name. Um, R-E-N-O-W, uh, Anthony Renau. Um, that's my Instagram. And I post a lot of my projects there. I post what... Yeah, what if you guys want yeah. some motivation on what yeah, a little what bit of advice, what, yeah. a, little, a little bit of uh, yeah, project, uh, pre- yeah. peaks, sneak peeks and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always open to helping people. I mean, that, but um, I'll ask some favors. Just don't waste my time. <laughs> sure. I mean, if you're going to yeah. ask for advice, you better take that advice and use it. Not just, yeah. you know sit there and think just about ask it. and ask yeah exactly yeah stop, I mean, can stop I pick, overthinking it guys yeah, can i pick your brain and then you know just and that was it yeah, yeah that was it <laughs> yeah oh well, yeah we'll uh definitely post that in the description of this podcast definitely um yeah you can follow us at quality goods tv for all of that this video will be on our youtube channel you'll see some clips and whatnot you can follow me at mr Beatty on instagram and I'm at Anson.WAV. Uh, yeah, check us out and uh, let us know how you felt about it. But yes, thank you again, Anthony, yeah. for coming thank to you for inviting so us much. to your home. Here. Yeah. No, the, no, it's exciting. And again, like just doing this in person is a big difference from doing it on Zoom. Yeah. Let's yeah. keep it that way. And, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, let's yeah, keep absolutely. going. Yeah, more yeah. IRL is the way yeah. to go. So, well, yeah, now you can have sure. a, a third uh, a search on Spotify they can find you on. <laughs> you're talking to yeah. game, man. So. Yeah, so yeah, check it out on Spotify. Anthony's got a couple other pods on there yeah, if you yeah. want some real estate advice. But uh, yeah, until next time, we have quality, 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 quality goods.